And welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig on this rainy, drizzly, chilly Monday morning. But guess what? I'm not going to complain, Craig, are you? Well, no, I'm not going to complain. And it is 57 right now. I just checked. And um, I'm not going to complain. It is cool, uh, but I can take it. It's not 30 and snowing. So you know why? why? Because life, I heard this yesterday, life is so daily. We'll get to that in a little bit, but <laughs> we shouldn't that. be surprised when things it is change. That. But rain, here's summers. the deal: <laughs> right. we needed the rain. Well, we did. I could almost see my grass changing colors last night as I was out back under my uh, uh-huh. on my back porch because it was dead. Like, bro, it was dead, dead. I mowed on Friday, and I promise what did you, you mow. Dirt? It was it was kind of high, but it was a lot of yeah. It was so dry, like I was sneezing so bad. Like if I sneeze, I bet your neighbors a mile around are like, "Why is that guy mowing?" <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do sneeze. Oh man. It's horrible. It was it was it's terrible. terrible. It was terrible. So how was your week? Oh it um it was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. we it was good. We uh we had um we had four of our grandkids mm. uh, this weekend. I'm not gonna go into too much detail, but not an hour after Heather and Dustin dropped uh the grandkids off, the little one, which we called Jack Jack, he laser eyes. Laser eyes and flame ball Started getting sick, and for the next six hours, he just got sick up until about 12.30, 1 o'clock. He got done. The next one, Davis, who's seven, he gets up about two, and he goes at it. And so it was, oh, it was, it was, life is just daily. It was, life is daily. It was like dominoes. It was like like dominoes. So me and the girls hightailed it out on Saturday and did some stuff and, but it was actually good. And, um, Heather and Dustin went to the weekend to remember. Oh, awesome. Conference down in Dublin. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, and I don't know if any of our listeners, um, have ever been to a marriage conference or the weekend to remember, but um, I just want to let you know that this is such a uh, an awesome thing to to go to. I don't care where you're at in your marriage. If you think you got a great marriage, if you mm-hmm. think your marriage is on the rocks, it, no matter when you go, and there's couples that are going to go to this conference, and they're all over the spectrum. Yep. But what I'm going to tell you is that I think it's really good because you will find out some things about yourself. And if you've gone to it before, you need to go to it again because it'll hit you at a different time. Because Anita and I have gone a couple different times, and each time we've picked up something. We were at a right. different stage in our marriage, right. and so, and I and and I just you know pray for that weekend. And I don't know how many couples were there, but um, I know they 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 have them all over the United States. Mm-hmm. But marriage is such a vital. A vital thing for uh, as a follower of Christ, yep. and and we've got to get marriage right, at least attempt to get it right. Am I right, right about right. that? Absolutely, yeah, and, and and because it's it's the whole snowball effect too. You know, our kids are watching us daily. Other people are watching us, and so you know, I, I think it's so important that you know we can try to be the best parents we can be. But if we don't start with our marriage, right. then you know we're not going to be parenting on the same page anyways. So, well, the question I always ask married couples and I, I, I did not make this up. I heard this from somebody. Um, I asked them when they have problems and they're, at, they're, they're like at the end of the rope and it's Christians. And, um, and I'll ask them, I'll be like, do you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus walked out of the tomb? Yes. Do you believe the Holy spirit was in the tomb that brought Jesus out of there? Yes. Then why can't, don't you believe that Jesus can resurrect your marriage or mm-hmm. the spirit can do that in your life? It's like we, I wonder what time, what goes through our minds 
and what choices that we make that we're trying to convince ourselves that we need to opt out of marriage or, you know, not right. try out our marriage. We, you and I were talking mm-hmm. just before we went on that, you know, you have to be intentional about exactly. things in your life. You have to be intentional on having a good marriage. Mm-hmm. It just is not going to happen. Right. So, um, you, you have to be intentional about it. So uh, if you guys, um, Ever want any information on that? We've got it. Uh, you can contact me or Anita, and we'll get you set on your way because it's a great conference. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like uh, I don't know how to explain it. It is. Uh, it's from Friday night to Sunday, and that's all you're dealing with. And I know you're like, oh my gosh, this right. is gonna be. You're gonna be ripping the bandaid off. But I'm gonna tell you what. It's the best thing that you'll ever do for your marriage, no matter how good or how bad you think it is. It, it's it's an awesome conference. Yeah. So I've heard great things about it. And here's the kicker. Craig and Anita will keep your sick kids. No, we will not. (laughs) (laughs) I will keep uh, six, six kids uh, that are in my family, but nobody else. No one else. (laughs) I might do Kennedy. She, I kind of like Kennedy. You and Kennedy are like buddies now. It started off rocky, but started off really rough. She, she didn't like talk to me for two years. Mm -hmm. She like, the only thing she would ask me, where's Where's, Anita? Where's Anita? Yeah. And if I would be like, I don't know, she'd flip her hair and walk off like, I'm done talking to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't give me what I wanted, so. And now you're best buddies. Well, at least I know we're kind of the same a little bit. She's six. She's six. Mm-hmm. You we guys like the same eat, food. You love eating the same food. Spaghetti and hot dogs. <laughs> right. <No>, ice cream, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and we do agree that um we do kind of look alike. I mean, same age. Yeah, that's what she says. I've got a. They, her eye doctor appointment checked out, but I've got to get her back. I got to tell you up. something else. Your other daughter. Your other daughter. Mm-hmm. I was, I left during the second service because somebody after the first service wanted me to email them something. I didn't have time to get it to them because church was, I was getting ready to go into the second service. And so I thought, well, I got to, re- I want to remember this. I don't want to get caught up and get talking and not do this. Cause so I left after I was done after speaking done, yeah. and went to my office and was emailing. Your daughter Jordan, who's what eleven, mm-hmm. comes into my office and she's like, "Craig, do you know how much longer the service is going to be?" And I was like, "I don't know." She's like, "Depending on how long my dad prays, right?" I was like, "Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes." Yeah. You know, you just wait till I get home. <laughs> wait till I get. But home. you know, truth is truth, bro. I can't deny it. I know. I can't deny it. So tell me about your week. Uh, it was. It was busy. Busy. Very busy. It was good. Um, got a fresh cut, looks like. Got a fresh cut. I appreciate that. Thank you for that. You know what? Um, there's somebody who, uh, who cuts hair for a living. Yes. I saw them this week and, and they were like, uh, um, and she knows that you cut my hair. She goes, Oh, it looks like you got a different style. She was like, Craig didn't cut your hair this time. I'm like, no, he did. She was like, oh, it looks really good. (laughs) So there you go. See, a professional hair cutter. That's right. Right? That's, uh, that's really good. Yep. So no, it was good. We, um, dropped Christian off at church camp yesterday. Him and, um, a few of the, the girls in that age range are up at Round Lake this week for, um, just a two day church camp. They got dropped off yesterday at, we dropped them off at what, 530 and we'll pick them up tomorrow at four. So Sunday to Tuesday. So, okay. So how, how long a drive is that? An hour and a half. That's not terrible. It's not terrible, but Christian and I, here's the other thing. We were up in that area on Saturday because I got an email from the Bearded Butchers, and if you know me, you know that I love their seasoning. 
Um, but I've also used um, some of their DIY kits for um, venison, summer sausage, and snack sticks. And I've watched a lot of their videos, their how-to videos. They're just a plethora of knowledge. Good, super good, good, super nice guys. Right. Um, you know, they're all about faith, family, and you know, God, God, family, and the outdoors, whatever you want to call it. Um, but anyway, so I got an email saying that they were doing a sizzling Saturday. It's something they've started in the last year or so. And, um, they had, you know, live music and, um, a bounce house for the kids. Which and, I would have known that I would have gone up there. I had two sick ones at home. I you just should would've, have. I would have went up with the other two. Okay. I had, the, and it was, it I was, went to Culver's. There you go. Well, they had be, a beef sandwich, like nice. a, a pulled beef. Oh my goodness. So good. So tender. So juicy. Christian had a hot dog. It was an all beef hot dog. Um, he was like, oh, that thing was great. And so, uh, we got to meet the bearded butchers, got our picture with them. Look Super nice guys. I told them, you know, it's like, hey, we just used your stuff. Love it. So good for you. I picked up an, another, you know, four pound bag. It's of the bearded butcher season instead it's, of Bieber season. It's the bearded butcher season. That's right. I'm not sure if Bieber season's coming back. So we got to do something. Yeah, you do. We could make that happen. I bet Bieber season. Mm-hmm. I could do some Bieber stuff for you. Okay. I'm sure you could. <laughs> so it was a good, it was a good day though. It was a good day. We had a good time. It was an hour and a half. And you got to go back up there on Sunday. Drive, yep. So I feel like Willie Nelson this past weekend. On the road again. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, can't right. wait to get on the road again. I'd like to hang out with Willie. I'm sure. <laughs> I bet he's a, uh, even what is he, 90 now? 90? Yeah. Just turned 90 a couple weeks ago. I bet, I bet him at 90 is better than some people at 40. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I just think it's better. The guy is writing music still mm-hmm. and still singing and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's crazy. But, um, moving on from Willie Nelson, moving we on. are sitting here drinking once again, once again, coffee because it is grounded. So let's drink some coffee. And we're drinking, um, something we drank a few weeks ago. It's called the, it is service roast by service Black Rival roast, yeah. Coffee. We liked it so much that the person who gave it to us, they said, hey, I brought you some more of that because you seem to like it. And they had a little extra left over. So it was like, it was thank good. you. It's good. It's really good. It's very good. It's very good. So um, anything else going on um, really good or for you? Mm-hmm. No. You got big plans this week besides picking up Christian? I got to go pick up Christian tomorrow. We got worship practice on Thursday. I've got to start uh, – planning to be away you know whenever you're away it seems like you have more work to do oh okay so. well that's never phased you before but anyway i mean oh, you're always a, um i'm planning to be away again okay here we go right actually we uh, anita and i last week went mm-hmm. away on wednesday my wife asked me a question she said did they copy us i said yes they want to be just like us sweetie we did that's that's the goal yeah. so, isn't that the goal so was your anniversary last week it was it was it was yes. uh, happy when, anniversary it was wednesday anita Congratulations for putting up with him for another year. As we're talking about being intentional with marriage and stuff. Exactly, so. <laughs> right? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Big three eight. It's big thirty eight years. So thirty eight years, you're thirty eight old. I'm thirty eight years old. Yeah. So yeah. But anyway, yeah, we went down to Hocking Hill, stayed at this great little cabin down there and um You sent me a picture, it looked really nice. Really nice. It was uh loved it because the bed was in a loft and oh, it was awesome. super, super nice. And it was literally in the middle of nowhere. Like we our cabin, we couldn't see another cabin. Did you have cell phone reception? Um, we only did because we had, they did have Wi-Fi. Okay. Other than that, no. No. That's you're, great. You're out of luck. See, our cabin didn't have Wi-Fi. We had just a little bit of cell phone reception, but. Wow. See, that, that's crazy. It was perfect. I mean, we were deep in the woods, but, um, it was, it was really nice. And then we went hiking and, um, mm-hmm. the next day and, uh, we hiked, went to eat, 
and came back for another hike. Yeah. And uh, that was that was really nice. We had a restaurant called M&M something in Logan, downtown Logan. It was really good. It was like home-cooked food. That sounds good. It was really good. I had an omelet. Best, one of the best omelets I've ever had in my life. And so – You didn't go to the pizza crossing? I did not. Next time you're in Logan – Go get you a pizza from the Pizza Crossing. You will not be disappointed. You like pizza? Yeah, I do like I do Your like pizza. pizza. I like it a lot. It's so good. Um, where's it at? Logan. Logan. It's downtown Logan. Oh, mm-hmm. so I was downtown. You were, you were there. So I probably saw it. Yeah. I mean, I saw a pizza place down there, so yep. that probably was it. So this is like M&M restaurant or something okay. like that. I heard of that. And um, there, <laughs> you walk in, and their uh, decor is so eclectic. Um, it's just – I. It's like if you walked in and say, "Hey, I have a picture of me in my baseball uniform from nineteen, you know, ninety-seven. Will you hang it up?" They're like, "Yeah, sure." That's the kind of stuff. That nice. There are pictures of just like anybody and everybody. So I told Anita, I was like, "We should put our wedding photo in here." She's like, "Oh yeah, let's do that." <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. We had a good time, and then we came back to sick grandkids. So that was awesome. Living the dream. I was living the dream. dream. Yeah, living the dream. I'll be honest with you. I'm tired. I'm sure you are. Yesterday, uh, um, yesterday I was really tired. I was tired yesterday. Um, you know, so and just praying we don't get sick. Absolutely. We've got plexiglass shield up between us right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, we had a good day yesterday though. It was, uh, you know. The day was good. The day was good. The, the crowd was low. Uh, yeah, it's like we're up and down and up and down. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So I did know we were going to have some people gone because I just heard through the grapevine people are camping, people are vacationing. I, I get it. I get it. But mm-hmm. I don't. I but I get it. Right. I'm come I'm, on guys, come to church. It's I'm not going, that hard. I'm going in July, so I may I not know. come back. So again, we won't be podcasting that week. Correct. Okay. You can do it. You can no, set I'm, everything up and, and get it running. We we did our hundredth episode, you know, what a few weeks ago. Yeah, we actually should be like on one twenty five right now. Oh, here but, we go. Um, right? I'm, I mean, I'm just yeah, because you know. it's my fault that I got sick and could barely talk. Sick air quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but we did have a good day yesterday. I thought the I thought the um, I thought the songs were great with the um, with the with the verses and the message and yeah, yeah. Uh, things that went uh, with that. I had uh, somebody come up to me after the first service, and they were talk. They're they're going through some stuff right now in their life, and just not at the place where David was. But they told right. me that that really the passage spoke to them. Psalm thirteen didn't mm-hmm. realize, so they did not realize all the things that David had gone through at that point in right. time in his right. life. Never realized how long King Saul chased him. Never realized it took him that long to be king. So they were, they they said I was feeling his pain a little bit, but they just said that Psalm um, was really good, mm-hmm. and they said they're going to go back and reread that. Re-read but they it, said yeah. the song following the message. Yeah. Really, they said, put the icing on the cake. So I actually saw some people wiping their eyes during that song. We've done that song quite a bit. It's "You Never Let Go" by Matt Redman. It's a twenty-year-old song, um, but we did it in a little different style than we normally do. We kind of pulled it back and just really let you know, sang it as a prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that that one almost got me a little bit. Is just you know that reminder of. You know, you start singing one of David's other psalms, Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. And that's what I love about Psalm 13 that you read yesterday is, you know, it starts off of, you know, 
how long, oh Lord, will you forget me? And he, and it's all, you know, oh, poor, poor me, and I'm going through all this stuff. But then as David continues, he's it's almost like he's reminding himself mm-hmm, about mm-hmm, how great God is mm-hmm. and his goodness, and, and and it's like turns to praise. Right. And, and exactly. I love that. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but it's like, you know, that that's what we were created to do. We were exactly. created to, to praise God. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I love Jesus says, you know, if you don't, Praise me, the rocks will cry out. The rocks will, will exactly will sing praises to me. Exactly, and um, you know, and there's probably not a person listening and who was at church yesterday that has not been through a difficult time. We've mm-hmm. all, I mean, you've been through them. I've been through yep. them. Um, if we're not going through one, you can guarantee you're going to go through one. Um, yep. I'm not, you know, not going through one terribly right now, but I'm sure I'm going to be going through one. It is. You were going through one the other night. When I was going through one grandkids. Friday night when grandkids were all up chucking all over the place. Right. But, um, <laughs> but we've been there, and um, so I believe that we'll. I believe that this passage um, that David speaks. I believe it speaks to all of us, mm-hmm. and it's not one of those things where, well, this will apply to some and not to others. You know, no, this applies to everybody. I, I believe so. But I, I read a scripture in Acts thirteen twenty two, and I think this kind of set the stage for our, for our time talking about David. And this is such a huge verse. And here's yep. what it says: God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, to be a man after my own heart. He will do everything that I ask him to do. Mm-hmm. And I love this because think about the compliment that God, the creator of this universe, the almighty powerful God says, Brandon, you're a man after my own heart. Right. What a compliment. Right. I mean, is that going to make your head 10 times bigger than it actually is? I mean, that God actually says that you are a man after his own I mean, I can't even fathom that mm-hmm. and that's the thing it's like and I, and I love it's better than saying i'm proud of you exactly you know I, I love david and i love you know the account of david and just his life of right. seeing where he came from you know he, he had a humble beginning he was a shepherd boy where he went um but you know you i i just think we can relate at least i can i'll speak for myself i feel like i can relate so much to david because i strive to be that Right. I want to be a man after God's own heart. I want God, you know, when when I stand before him on judgment day, I want to hear well done good and faithful servant, you know. I but at the same time, and I think you're going to be talking about this a little bit next week, correct me if I'm wrong, but David didn't always get it right. No, 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 not at all. He's very human. And and so it's like but but here's what David did get right. And I, and I may be jumping ahead to next week. David even when he messed up even when he sinned, you look at, I mean, there are so many accounts, obviously, you know, Bathsheba and, you know, sending Uriah to have him killed and all of that stuff is probably the biggest, You're you know, my sermon next week, bro. I'm, I'm killing your sermon. <laughs> right. Sorry. But even when, when he realized it, yeah. it was Nathan that came to him, right? Yeah. Nathan was like, Hey, you're that guy. You know, he tells him a story and, and David's like, Oh, that guy needs to be, you know, needs to repay that. And he needs to pay for right. what he's done. And, and Nathan's like, well, David, that's you. You're that guy. Mm-hmm, David mm-hmm. repents and he turns back to God and and he asks for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, you you didn't see that with Saul. Mm-hmm. Saul was very much like, oh, you know, he was making excuses. It was if Saul apologized, it was a expected, it was just very flippant. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like it's the 
I know this is what you're expecting. Right. And uh, David was heartfelt. Yeah. And, and you, you look at any time David went through a bad time. David sinned. David had a rough time. David did something that wasn't mm-hmm. right. It, mm-hmm. Not just that story, but any yes. other story. Uh, he uh, literally is back around in his relationship. He's he's easily brought to his knees yes. with the power of God in his life. And that's what I love about David. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's where we need to be. It's cause, because God's not saying, hey, you need to be perfect. God, right. He's not saying you need to have it all together. You need to right. make sure that this is going on. No, God, what from the very get-go, what's God want? He wants your heart. And that's what he's yeah. got with David. And, and I absolutely love that. Yeah. So I believe if you've ever been through a difficult time, Here's the thing that you're going to, you're going to be able to relate to with David. In Psalm 13, 1, he says, how, he says, Oh Lord, how long will you forget, forget me? me? And have you ever been there? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if you're like, okay, God, are you not paying attention to what's going on? Are you not seeing what's taking place? Exactly. It's just so funny for us to think of, of God who is all knowing and, yeah. you know, it's like, God, do you not see? And, you know, because we, we, we elevate ourselves higher than we should a lot of times. It's like, hey, I, you know, we're like a baby that yeah. you know needs to eat. It's like it's me. Pay attention to me. Well, I think we, I think we do a big disservice to ourselves because we have these expectations of God for us, and they're not true expectations. Right. And our feelings and our uh, get involved in these expectations mm-hmm. with God. And I'm just gonna be honest. I think we create an a God in our image of mm-hmm. what we think God should be like, and a lot of times it doesn't match the God right. in the Holy Bible. Mm-hmm. And so when we we have to follow that God, and if I'm going to be honest with myself, I'm going to realize that God is different than me. Yep. And so I've got to I've got to I've got to go with God. So you're right about that. Yep. It's like. You know, it's hard not to, when you're going through something, God, you know, you know, where are you? So, um, but when David is at this point in his life, you, I explained yesterday that, you know, he, uh, um, when he, when he was younger, he, you know, we, we realized he was a shepherd boy mm-hmm. and, um, he had killed Goliath. And when he killed Goliath, I mean, we're talking just a few short days, mm-hmm. he becomes a hunted man. Yes. King Saul goes crazy and snaps. Mm-hmm. He wants Goliath dead, but then he snaps because, <laughs> because they were praising David. <laughs> exactly. And so David, um, Dave, David has, David is actually a national hero mm-hmm. um, when, when he does this, and King Saul is extremely jealous of David because David's popularity is going sky high. Mm-hmm. Saul's is going, taking a nosedive. Yeah. And, and I said this yesterday, and I said the women of the of Israel begin to celebrate, and they be, uh-huh. they sing a song, they sing about a song him. for him. And I said this yesterday, and I'm just being honest. What dude is not going to want a bunch of women singing about him? I mean, honestly, yeah. think about it. I mean, that's that's like the guy's ego thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So David's young. Women are singing about him. He's got an ego. Saul's got an ego. Okay. For the most part, the last thing I would want is like Taylor Swift to sing a song about me because normally she's just bashing her ex-boyfriends and stuff. But any any other women probably. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I, I, well, you're not wrong. When, okay, I'm Okay, I'm going to leave my comments to myself about Taylor Swift because me too. I just don't think she has zero talent. If there wasn't for the bending of the notes, and she's just no talent. Yeah, but anyway. we probably we probably agree there. But anyway, so they sang this song. First Samuel eighteen seven. These women are singing. It says this was their song. Saul has killed his thousands, and David his ten thousands. 
And so King Saul is infuriated. Yeah. I mean, he's infuriated with this. And then First Samuel 18, 8, this made Saul very angry. What's this? He said, they credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands. Next, they're going to be making him their king. It's like he's a prophet. He is a prophet. <laughs> he was right, wasn't he? Was he was right. And, and I, I think I said this somewhat like Saul with the ego of the state of Ohio. He's not going to take it and literally begins to hunt David down and wants to kill him. He doesn't want to capture him. He wants to kill David and put him under the ground. Mm-hmm. He's done with mm-hmm. David. So, um, but before David is, becomes king, David is literally on the run for nine years at this mm-hmm. point. This is crazy. Yeah. And, um, and he ended up, what, 15 years before he came? Exactly. Became king from the time years. he was anointed? Exactly. Yeah. And the thing about, um, I think this strange about this story is that Saul wants to kill David. Uh, Saul's son, Jonathan, is David's best friend. Right. And David is in love with Saul's, Saul's daughter. daughter. So I said yesterday, if David had a Facebook page, his relationship status would be, it's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. And you know what? It is complicated. It so the woman you're in love with, the dad is trying to kill you, and you're best friends with his son. Makes right. no sense. Right. So. Yeah. So, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely crazy. So David actually settles down while he's on the run in a little town called Ziklag. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he lives there for about 16 months with actually no... Nothing happening. He's right. pretty much peaceful, um, and which is great for him. Uh, but one day, he and his men leave on a military journey or mission, and they come back, and the entire city had been burnt to the ground, and all the women and the children have been taken. They 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 kidnapped all the women and the children. Right. And so David's men are grieving because their city has been burnt. Their kids and their wives have been taken. And so not only his men are grieving, but guess what they do? They turn on David and they want to kill David. They want to stone David. And out of David's pain of being chased by King Saul for years and this situation in Ziklag and the stuff that's going on, David sits down and he writes Psalm 13. And here we go, verses yep. 1 through 6. And here's what he says. Oh, Lord, how long? And this is the thing. How long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes or or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat saying that we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But then he says, I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. I love that ending. Yep. And and David writes this when you have to remember he's spiritually, emotionally, and physically exhausted. And his trouble with King Saul has gone on for years. He's feeling the weight of this. And when David writes this psalm, I mean, he's literally, he bears his soul to God. He has nowhere else to go. Right. He's at the end of his rope, basically. And, and you can see that yep. in, in this writing. Exactly. I mean, it's almost like, what the heck is going on? So I think we can learn some things from David. Number one is uh, we struggle when God delays. Right. And, and that's the thing we have to remember is that, guess what? Our timing is not God's timing. Right. We want it to be. You know, it would be nice if, you know, we could just snap our fingers and it was like, okay, that's fixed. Or, okay, that's better. Or whatever. But that's 15 years from the time he was anointed exactly. to be the next king until he was actually the king. Let me ask you this question. 
our timing is not God's timing. We know that. Right. And so some of us are waiting on God to deliver something, but which hasn't been delivered. Let me ask this. Mm-hmm. What if he never delivers on what you want? What, what then? Right. You're going to continue to be faithful? Right. Going to continue praising and glorifying God because he is who he is? How are you going to do that? Right. Right. I mean, how hard is that? It's hard. But that's what, you know, and, I, and I've talked with people before. It's like, hey, you know what? Here's the truth is that God God will answer you. Sometimes the answer is yes. And I, and I know we've talked about this a lot, but sometimes the answer is no. Your wife actually talked over this. She did. Yeah. Sometimes the answer, that was our hundredth episode. Exactly. Sometimes the answer is maybe. Sometimes the answer is not right now. Exactly. And we have to be okay with whatever God answers Mm -hmm. us with. And sometimes God's just, we feel like he's silent. Maybe the answer is no. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like, just wait. That is probably the hardest thing for us humans to do. To wait. To wait. And to be told no. Yeah. We don't like either of those. And to wait patiently. And wait patiently. I mean, do we even have patience anymore? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, honestly, so. do we have patience anymore? So you go through this passage of Scripture, and there's um, a recurring phrase that David uses. He does it four times, and he says, how long? How long? And when you hear the words of David, you got to realize he's actually speaking these words as a prayer from his heart. Mm-hmm. God, how long mm-hmm. is this going to happen? How long do I have to wait? Right. How long is this fool going to chase me? How how long is this going to are we going to have to endure this? So he's really being honest with God. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever prayed a prayer like that. How, yeah. how long, God? What what's going on here? What what's happening? And that's the beauty of prayer. Is that we can bear our souls to God. Exactly. You know, and he, he's given us prayer as a way to be able to communicate with him. You know, and why would we not be honest with him? Mm-hmm, why would mm-hmm. we not say, oh, mm-hmm. God, really, how much longer? Mm-hmm. You know, he wants us to be honest. Exactly. Well, when you're in that, when you're in that zone, um, you know, there's some things that happen when in our lives when I think God delays or his timing is mm-hmm. not my timing. Yep. And one is we feel, we feel forgotten. Right. And David says this in Psalm 13, one, how long will you forget me? He says forever. forever? Like yeah. that's where he's at. He, he's thinking, okay, you got to realize nine years Saul has been after him. So I, I would have to think that Saul is the worst assassin of all time. For sure. I mean, not only is he a blunder and a and a dud as a king, but he's a dud as an assassin. I mean, right. he hasn't been able to kill David in nine years. Does that show you that God's protection you can is realize, over? Yeah, exactly. And it's not just him that's chasing. I mean, he's got men. Exactly. And the 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 issue is this: is David could have killed Saul numerous times. He even had him in a cave mm-hmm. where he could. I didn't even bring that up oh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Where he cut a he piece cut of off his the, cloak. Yep, he cut off a piece of his robe, his cloak. Yeah. When the Bible says that he was. Relieving himself. Yes. And how, that must have been a dark cave, bro. Mm-hmm. But David could have killed him. So that goes to show you where David is um, with God. Yeah. And so here's a question that I asked yesterday and it goes for all of us. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, have you, um, have you ever thought that God has forgotten you? I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple of different times in my life. Um, and it is a, is a, it's a, it's a hard place to yeah. be. Yeah. It's a hard place to be. Um, Psalm Tim one says, Oh Lord, why do you stand so far away? This is how we feel. Why do you hide when I'm in trouble? And why do we feel that way? Why do we feel like that when we're going through something, God walks away from us? Why do we always feel that yeah. way? Yeah. God is right where he's always been, right? Right. Yeah. Normally that separation is caused by, by us. Exactly. I love what Jim Cimbala said. He said, every person has a point somewhere in their soul marking limits 
with their faith. It's the point where faith begins to unravel. Only you know where that point is, and you will find that out during a season of testing and waiting. He's right. Mm-hmm. He's 100% right, because you only find that out when you... Yeah. And, and I agree with this. I, I when, when I heard him say this, um, I, I love that where you, only you know where that point right. is in right. your faith. Yours is different than it is mm-hmm. with mine. Some may be able to kick it down the road for a while. Some may be hit hard and they won't even get out of the driveway and right. their faith is going to be immediately mm-hmm. tested. And, but all of us are right there in what, what we choose to, uh, what, what are we going to choose to do with that? Yeah. And here's what we do sometimes. I think what we do is we say we trust in God. And we're praying, mm-hmm. but we're trying to handle the situation on our own. Would you agree with that? We want control. So you are praying, God, I need you to help me. How long is this going to go on? I, I, I'm going to, I'm turning this over to you. But then all of a sudden you're the one working on the problem. Right. I got to tell you something. Kudos that you're praying to God. Terrible that you're trying to handle the problem because you're not allowing God to actually work in your prayers mm-hmm. and you're not allowing God to work in your life. So you're trying to handle. So, What's God going to do? He's going to let you do it because you're not working in the timing of God. And I think it's a terrible place for us to be. Mm-hmm. I've done it before. Mm-hmm. And when I've done that, it um, turns out terrible. Exactly. I mess it up. I just got this I image. Never do it. I just got this. Yeah, I do it a lot. But I got this image in my head. You know, I've taken my kids fishing before. And, you know, when they're younger, they don't really get catch the concept. You've got the bobber with the worm right, on right. it. And, and you watch the bobber. And when the bobber goes underneath, they just want to reel it mm-hmm. instead of actually, you know, pulling back on the line mm-hmm. and setting the hook. And so, you know, I've asked my kids before, do you want, do you want daddy to, to get the fish on and then you can reel it in? You get to enjoy the, the plunder. You get to enjoy the fun of reeling it in. Cause yeah. that's really what's where the fun yeah. is. No, I, I want to do it myself. You know, I want to do it myself. And that's kind of what we are with God. It was mm-hmm. like, here, God, I'll let you cast out the rod, the pole right. for me and get it out into the middle of the lake. Exactly. But then I, I want to have control of being able to catch the fish. Well, guess what? We don't know how to catch a fish as good as God does. You know, and so when I actually take the pole from my kid's hands and the bobber goes underneath and I reel the slack in and I get the, the fish on the hook, man, the joy that exactly. they get of bringing that fish in exactly. it is so was so worth me setting the hook for them exactly because they can't do it. They don't comprehend that. I think that's the way we are with God a lot of exactly. times. It's like, ah, yeah, God, I'll let you cast it because that's, that you know, right. it's pretty easy and, and you can do that. But then right. I want the pull back now so I can control things. <laughs> right, right, right. But it, it's normally not beneficial for us. Exactly. Um, and, and the thing, I think the thing that we have to always remember is that um, God is always with us. He's always there. God is always there. He's never going to give up on you. And mm-hmm. it, it, here's the thing that happens, I think, sometimes you've given up on God, so you think God has given up on you. Right. And that's not a that's not a great place no, um, to not be. Not at all. I love Romans 8.38. Um, it says, I am convinced that nothing mm-hmm. can ever separate us from God's love. Think about that. Yep. Neither death, life, neither angels or demons, neither the fears of today, nor the worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God. And I yep. think that's absolutely awesome. I think that's awesome. Hebrews thirteen five. God says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Mm. The Bible is chocked full of this stuff. Just reminders. Promise after promise mm-hmm. that God is always with us. Exactly. How can we not believe that God mm-hmm. is not with us? I mean, this is the craziest thing. I love Isaiah 49. Almost didn't throw this in, but I thought this was so good. Verses 15 and 16. Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child that she has born? But even if that were possible, 
I would not forget you. Mm. This is the verse I love. I love this. See, I've written your name on the palms of my hands. Yeah. So if you write your family on the palm of your hands, Ali, all your kids' name, I write mine, you know, Dustin, mm-hmm. Danae, Anita, the grandkids, the... And I'm reaching for something, or I'm get, grabbing gonna my see that. I'm going to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how important that is. You're always remind. Right. You're, that's what you need to remember about God. You, a lot of times, the people don't make God real, and you need to make God real. Yes, He's all powerful. Yes, you need to fear right. Him. Yes, He's the Creator of this universe. Yes, He could snap His fingers, and I could be a pile of dust. But you got to realize that God absolutely loves you and adores you. You have to remember yep. that, and it's hard for some. And people. I think it's 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 tough because it really all boils down to one word, and and that's faith. Yeah, you know, it's easy to trust in God and to lean on God when things are smooth, but when things are tough, guess what? We can't see God. You know, Jesus' disciples were able to walk with Jesus. They were able to see Him, mm-hmm. listen to His teachings, and that's what I love. The definition of faith is faith is believing in something that you cannot mm-hmm. see. You know, we can mm-hmm. feel it. And that's the thing. It's just like, you know, people have described it as like the wind. You can feel mm-hmm. the wind, you know, but you, you don't know where it's coming from or where it's going. And, 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 but it's there. You know, it's mm-hmm. there. Well, how do you know it's there? Because you can feel it and you can mm-hmm. see it moving mm-hmm. the leaves. Well, guess what? God, God is the same. Just because we can't physically see mm-hmm. him, you can still see him moving right, right. in your life and in lives of those around you. And so that's where faith really, you've got to just buckle into faith and trust and stand on God's word. And, yeah. and dig into his word. I mean, I think that's probably you and I have talked. Um, for Christians today, like, get into your Bible. You know, read God's word and, and know the word. And do it. And then do the word. Know I mean, the word how simple is that? How yeah. simple is that? I mean, because I think a lot of, you know, and I'm not, I'm not judging, but I think a lot of Christians, they don't go any farther than, you know, what they learned back in Sunday school when they were kids. Exactly. You know, they don't, they don't go deeper. They're not studying God's word. Well, there's knowing the word and doing the word correct. is application, correct? Yes. So you know God's word. Mm-hmm. You can't know God's word with, and, and try to apply it without knowing it. Exactly. And so, um, you have to know it. You have to do it. You have to apply it. So it doesn't do any good if you know all these verses. It's like I, I mentioned years ago, uh, I mentioned uh, years ago, I knew a guy. He was a professor, smart theologian from the University of Cincinnati. And him and I would have these discussions. Um, and he was an atheist. Um, this guy knew the Bible. Yeah. This guy knows the Bible better than I do. This guy has like passages memorized and he bring things up and all that. He knew, I mean, he knows the word of God, but he's not doing the word of God. So what's, what's the point? Right. It, it's just absolutely crazy. So here's the second thing. Um, when we feel this, we feel like we're forsaken in Psalm 13, one, David says, how long will you look the other way? So David feels, he feels like God has turned his back on him and he's facing the other way. And you know what you call that? You call that forsaken. Yes. And I, I think this is a, this is a big, big thing being forsaken. And we don't talk about this a lot. Yeah. But this is something that's real. This is a mm-hmm. real thing here. Uh, the Oxford Dictionary defines forsaken, um, abandoned, deserted, and not looked after. Mm. And that's where David is. He feels yeah. like that's where he is. Now, I said this yesterday. Being forgotten is one thing, but being forsaken is another thing. The act of forsaken is intentional. Yeah. You're yes. intentionally forsaking somebody. It's premeditated right. forgetfulness. Yep. If I forget your birthday by accident, mm-hmm. oh, bro, I'm sorry I forgot your birthday. Make it up to you. I'll take you to the GNR, that kind of thing. 
But if I know it's your birthday tomorrow and I'm peeved off at you and we were supposed to do something, so I'm going to be like, no, you know what? I'm not going to even acknowledge it because right. I want to hurt his feelings. That's forsaken. That's exactly. premeditated um, forgetfulness. Yep. And so that's how David felt. Uh, that's how God, that's how he felt about God that God has been premeditated, right. turned him away from him, and, and and he almost uses the words of Jesus, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But those really aren't the words. Those of Those aren't the words of Jesus. Yeah, because and they're I, actually the words of David. And I heard a couple people when you when you read that, they were like, "Huh, really?" You know, Jesus praised that, um, but that comes from David's words in Psalm twenty two verses one through two, where he says, "My God, my God." Why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night, but I find no rest. I mean, David is literally just burying his heart to God. Once again. Yeah. Once again. And so it's amazing how, it's amazing how the Bible kind of plays with it. It always points the way Mm -hmm. to Jesus. Yep. And here's the thing about this. David feels forsaken. Jesus Christ actually is forsaken. Right. God purposefully totally turns his back, his back yeah. against him because God couldn't look at the sin on the cross. He's exactly. too holy. He's too powerful. He's too mm-hmm. pure to actually do that. So he turns his back, looks the other way. Jesus dies alone and he takes everything that the world and every sin. Um, and so Jesus is actually forsaken. Yeah. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's actually forsaken. And, um, so the next time you feel like God's bandaged you and left you, Jesus knows exactly where you're at. One hundred percent. I love what Billy Graham said. He said, God turned his back on Jesus as he hung dying on the cross so that he would never have to turn his back on you. That's how much God loves you. And he's right. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing is we feel frustrated. Right. Um, I think that all of us have been frustrated with God before. Like, God, where are you at? This Mm -hmm. is more going long enough. I'm two months into this. I don't see any relief. What's going on here? Psalm 13, 2. How long must I struggle with my anguish in my soul and with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Mm -hmm. He is tired. It's nine years. He's tired. Um, Living pretty much as a fugitive. I mean, he's mm -hmm. just on the run constantly. So there's a couple of things going on here. And um, the first one is this, is that David is frustrated because his feelings and his emotions. He, he's, and I, we have to understand something. Anytime that you do anything based on your feelings and your emotions, you're always going to be off base. Right. Your feelings are your feelings. You can't control that, but they're so much different than the facts of, Mm -hmm. of, of life. And, um, so, David's like, every day I'm dealing with this. Every day it's terrible. Every day it's this. I'm feeling like you, basically, I feel like you've abandoned me. Right, I feel like you right. have forsaken me. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with Tim Conway. Yep. I actually heard this quote on the Tonight Show. This was so good. He said this, the problem with life is that it's so daily. Every day has challenges, rain or shine, summer, winter, spring or fall. Why are we always so shocked? Why are we shocked? And he's right. Why are we shocked? Yeah. Why are we shocked if something happens tonight? Why are we shocked if something happens next week? Why are we so shocked? And um, because here's what happens: um, we start to allow our problems to take over our lives. 
So if you have a problem in your life, it takes over your life. Mm-hmm. If you if something at work, it takes over your life. Something bad going on in whatever, it begins to take over your life. And, and if you've ever had something bad happen to you or something frustrated happen to you, it almost becomes your daily companion. You cannot stop talking about it. Uh, we, even with your friends, you know, it's somehow it's brought up and it's flopped back up on the table. You carry it everywhere you go. Right. And you're a ball of emotions. You're a ball of feelings no matter what happens and no matter how hard you try to do the right thing. And this is where David is. David is right here in this place. Number two, he's frustrated because of his enemy. Right. King Saul is his arched enemy. Mm -hmm. It's like his Lex Luthor, isn't it? Yes, it is. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Psalm 13, two, how long will my enemy have the upper hand? And you have to remember, he's frustrated because he's the king in waiting, and he knows this. Right. He's been anointed as king by Samuel Mm -hmm. when he was a shepherd. And so here he sets, nine years later... And he's not king. And he's still got six to go. Right. It's a long time. Yes. I said yesterday, you know, 15 years doesn't seem that long ago, but, you know, 15 years ago I was. You said I was wrong yesterday. You, you, um, your math was just a little bit off. And I know this because you and I, unlike, uh, although my daughter thinks we're the same age, <laughs> we are 20 years apart. Almost exactly. You, you're what? You're 19 years apart right now until you've got a, birth- August, you've yeah. got a birthday coming up here shortly. And, um, so. I'm old enough to be your dad. You, you technically are. <laughs> I am. Um, and so you said like 15 years ago, you said you would have been 41. It's like, is uh, that what I said? 41. Not so fast. First service, you yeah. said 41. I'm like, ah, uh, not so fast because 15 years ago, I would have been, um, let's see here, 23. So your math was was a little bit off, and somebody else was in the church today, and they called me out on it too. Yeah, they were yeah. like, "Yeah, you were off just a little bit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was better at the second service. You so. were, you were, you were, you were I was on close. Second. I was a year closer. You were a year closer second service. Still not close so. enough though, right? And you told me this morning you were like, "That's what happens when you don't write those things down." You know, exactly, it just comes to you. Right? And that's I'll, okay. Uh, can I? I'll be transparent. Um, yes. Tony Bear called me out on this, so thanks, Tony. This has been years ago, like I think before you got here. I had talked about um, um, taking a harvest with a tractor. Well, you don't you don't harvest with a tractor. You harvest with a combine. <laughs> and I was doing a, an illustration. Well, it flopped on me for Tony because he couldn't get past the fact that I said I was harvesting with the tractor. Use the farmer illustration Use wrong in in the middle of farmland with farmers. And you twisted and, him. He couldn't hear anything else after that. I'm sure that that's still all he remembers today. Anytime you get up now, he can't see anything. All he that. sees is a tractor <laughs> trying to trying to take a harvest of corn. Oh man! So you realize that you realize how frustrating it is for david oh absolutely king saul is just on his tail all the time so he's like you know how long do i have to wait how how long do i have to wait on this guy yeah so um and i i do believe that uh, david is thinking king saul is getting everything and he's getting nothing right but i think the thing as we talked about earlier king david is literally being protected by god Mm -hmm. but he can't see it right now right so you need to realize something even for you and for me and everybody Mm -hmm. else god is still protecting us Mm mm-hmm you may not be getting what you want, but God is still protecting exactly. you. Exactly. So. And we've talked about that multiple mm-hmm. times over the past few weeks. You talked about it. I talked about it when I spoke. Um, you know, just like we are God's children. The Bible is very clear about that. Just like we protect our children, right. God protects us right. as his children. Right. 
We just don't always, like you say, we don't always see it until no. we get through it. And it's like, ah, oh, there it, it is. Yeah. yeah. He was with me. Yeah. Right? Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, number two is our supplication when God delays. And basically A is like a foundation of prayer. Uh-huh. And I flipped over. I've been using the NLT and I flipped over with the new King James version because as far as I can, much as I can deduct, this is as closest to the original language that, yes. that they use. So I, I flipped over to Psalm 13, three. From the New King James Version where David says, lest I sleep the sleep of death. And David is like, Lord, I, I can't take it anymore. This is it. I, I, I think David feels like he's about to die. All right. He's at the end of his rope. It's like, put a fork in me. Like, that's this is the only way I see out. It's over. And then David also feared being defeated. Mm-hmm. This is huge. I mean, this is huge for him. Yep. Psalm 13, 4. Lest my enemies, enemies say I have prevailed against him. And he's 100% at this point, King Saul's going to win. King Saul's going to win, and David thinks he's going to be captured, and he can't deal with it. Right. The next thing is David feared for his own disgrace. He didn't want to be disgraced in front of the Israelite people and what he had done. Psalm 13.4, lest those who trouble me, uh, lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am, uh, re- when I am moved. Yeah, I think at this point everybody knows in Israel the King Saul's after David. Oh, yeah. He, on yeah. his tail, he's chasing him. And if Saul actually would have caught David, he would have killed him, this would have humiliated yes. David. Yeah. It would have absolutely humiliated him. Yeah. So this is why David prays this in Psalm 13. So here's the thing I want, I wanted everybody to see about this. Um, have you, have you noticed that sometimes God puts us in a corner where we have nowhere to go except mm-hmm. through him? Mm-hmm. He's the only way out. You can't get out through a family member, a spouse, a job, a comment, a song. Nothing's le- mm-hmm. your only way out is is through God. You have nowhere else to go. And this is where you get serious about God. You get serious about praying. You get serious about listening to God. And you don't rail on God. You don't blame God. You are absolutely one hundred percent serious about Him. Right. So this is where you just okay, God, I'm going to yep. trust in you at this one. Mm-hmm. So. Number, uh, the next one is, uh, B is a form of prayer. And this is, this was big. I think this is a big verse. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I love this because it's such a short verse, but you yes. said there's essentially three prayers, three prayers in this short verse, Psalm 13, three, consider and hear me, O Lord, my God, enlighten my eyes. So you're right. There's, I, I believe there's three prayers in this one little line. Number one, he says, consider, um, Consider, consider me, which yeah. means look at me. Look at me. I need for you to look at me. I need for you to see where I'm at, what I'm going through. Hear me. David is wanting God to answer his questions. Mm-hmm. Hear me. Now I need some answers about this. And this third one mm-hmm. is, I think, is big. Mm-hmm. Um, enlighten uh, my eyes. And David is asking, like, put the put the glimmer in my mm-hmm. eyes. Put the light back in there. Put the light in. I, I'm. I think yesterday I said, if you ever seen somebody who's going through tragedy or grief or whatever, their eyes look dull. Yeah. And because the the weight of the situation mm-hmm. has got them, this is where I believe David is at. He's just his eyes are dull, and so he's right. like, "God, put the glimmer, put the hope." And so when you want sparkle or glimmer, you're asking for the hope of God. Mm-hmm. God, I need this back. Right, I need this to to survive. Um, I gave a verse yesterday that I truly probably started reading this verse about the fall of 2020 quite a bit, and um, and it's Jeremiah 2011. The Lord stands beside me like a great warrior. Before him, my persecutors will stumble. They cannot defeat me. They will fail and be thoroughly humiliated. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. Awesome Mm. verse. Yeah. Awesome verse. Yeah. 
And then uh, this is Psalm of David as well, right? Psalm yep. 138, verses 7 through 8 yep. says, Though I am surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You reach out your hand, and the power of your right hand saves me. The Lord will work out his plans for my life, for your unfailing love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Awesome verse. And so he's like, you know, he's turning it all over to God. Yep. He's like, okay, I can't do this. Only God can. And that leads us to number three, the song. Uh, it's a song when God delays. And yep. this is awesome because here, if you look at David, he starts Psalm 13 out and he starts it with kind of a, I don't, I'm not going to say whining, but he starts it off depressed. Right. He's down. But as the psalm picks up and starts going, he picks up steam. He starts to change. He, he starts goes to, to realize, victory. Yeah. He goes to triumph. And, and there's a truth in the middle of this psalm. And I put the truth is this, that God Almighty is in charge no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. And you have to believe that. You have to 100% believe this. So no wonder David breaks into psalm. And so, Exactly. I love this Psalm thirteen five and six. And this is what he says: I trust in your unfailing love. I rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because He, he is, is good, good to me. Yeah. You know, what song would have been good. What's that? Uh, let me guess. Um, God, you're so good. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Craig gave me such a hard time last week because I didn't pick that. I told him to take it up with the Holy Spirit because I it, did, and Holy and Spirit. Look, gave me Agreed. a shoulder shrug. Like literally, he popped out of my body. Looked at me, and went, "I don't know, I don't bro. know, I don't know." What and to he do popped with him. back in. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but no, no I, I was love just that. giving him a bad dive. I, I love that, and and just that that song. You know, like you said, he turns from like, "Oh, poor me, where's God?" To, "Wow, I trust in your unfailing." All all of the focus is, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, how long, oh Lord, will you forget me? It, at first, it's pointed at David. He's like right. all about me, me, me. But at the end, it's like, okay, we've got to go and yes. point toward God yes. now. How I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good. There's no yeah. no focus yeah. on David there. It's all, exactly. all the focus is on God. So David gets the issue off of him, and he puts it on God to where it needs to be in the first exactly. place. So no longer his feelings and emotions are in charge. Now what's in charge is the facts of God. And and, he, and here's the truth. David's situation hasn't changed at all. And that's what we have to realize He's still and being hunted. Yes. And his family's still gone, and the city's still burnt to the ground. Yep. One of my favorite songs um, that Casting Crowns does is Praise You in This Storm. We are still called, even in the midst of troubles, in the midst of trials, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of hard times, in the midst of mourning, we're right. still called to praise God. Exactly. It may not be the easiest thing, but when we take the focus off of us and put it on God, that's where the focus needs to be. And that's the truth. And and if you focus on your problems or on my problems mm-hmm. or we focus on the world problems or we focus on the month of June with pride or we focus on the LGBTQ or abortion or Black Lives Matter or the corrupted um, knucklehead in the White House, if that's all you focus on, guess what? You're going to be in David's shoes. Uh-huh. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be down because you're going to fo- – the problem's going to own you. But – but if you focus on God, it's going to totally change. Here's the thing about this that um, I'm always amazed about. I'm always amazed that when trouble hits people, people bail out of church. Have you ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. They'll leave church. They'll, they'll, they just won't come back for a short time. You know, they're going through something bad, and um, they might um, they might even be longtime church members. Mm-hmm. And and they'll I think it that woe is me, and you know, well, yeah. God hasn't done anything for me, so I'm just not going to go. Exactly. I said sometimes when people are going through marriage problems. Mm-hmm. 
they they'll skip out. They they won't come to church. And I think I said yesterday. I said if you're having marriage problems, you need to come to both services. Mm-hmm. You need to get here and come all morning long. You need all the church and all the yeah. all God's people that you need because that when you're going through something, you need God's people. You yes. need the worship. You uh-huh. need the verses. You need the sermons. You need uh, you need uh, people who can hug you, who can mm-hmm. pray with you, who can um, talk with you. Yep. Who's another outlet for you? Because if you're off by yourself. Yep. Satan, that's exactly where he wants you to be. You are a sitting target. But if you're with people who can help you, encourage you, and love you, it's a whole different story. Exactly. And that's what I love about the body of believers. Yep. Um, Greg Laurie's quote is so good. He's awesome. He is good. He's very quotable. He said, faith isn't a luxury intended for periods of smooth sailing, and neither is our fellowship with each other. And he's saying, you know, look— Faith just doesn't happen when things are going smooth. Exactly. And our fellowship with other believers aren't intended just when things are going smooth. No, mm-hmm. he says when you have troubles in life, that's when you actually need the fellowship of believers. And it's true. The body of Christ was designed for a purpose. We were created to be there for each other and to help each other. You may feel like you don't want to come. You may not feel like talking to somebody, but that's what you, you need. need what you need is mm-hmm. not what you feel. Mm-hmm. So you need to go against your feelings. Folks, if you could get this under control right now, yep. and I don't care how long you've been a Christian, if you could stop acting on your quote feelings and emotions, your world would turn upside down to the exactly. better. I'm telling you, uh, because you need Bible believing people who can be around you to help help you pray with you, Yep. you know, because Satan's biggest ploy, I think, with the Christian community is that you need a vacation from church. I mean, I've heard people say, you know, I've served God for 10 months in a row. I'm going to take off three. <laughs> uh, yesterday, I said, yeah. can I have that deal? Yeah, can I do that too? Can I do that? Um, and, or when things go wrong in your life, you need a vacation. You need to just get away from it all. You need, no, 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 no. That's the biggest ploy of Satan. Right. David says, I trust in you, God. I trust in your mercies. And when David starts to remember what God has actually done for him, mm-hmm. and his everything begins to change for him because basically here's what David's doing. David, I am guarantee David's been thinking, okay, I killed the lion. I killed the bear. I defeated Goliath all with the help of God. God's promises are absolutely true. So guess what? I know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm the next king of Israel. Yep. This is going to happen. Yep. And so David's focus totally changes. And so that's why David breaks out into song. That's yep. why I love David. Um, he's a little quirky. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand the musician brain anyway. Musicians are different. They're different breeds of cat. But you can get that. You can see that because he totally changes. He totally goes the, the other way. I don't classify, classify myself as a musician. You don't? No. You're just there. I'm just there. Because musicians are different. Exactly. Well, <laughs> so here's the big point. Don't don't forget what God has done for you. Exactly. Look at God's past promises. Yep. Look what he's brought you through. And know and trust him. He's going to be with you um, in the future. So mm-hmm. very important. And that that's the big word right there is trust. Exactly. You've got to trust God. You read this at the very end, Psalm 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with some of my heart. No, with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. I trust him. I love that. I love that. All my heart. I absolutely love that. It's absolutely awesome. Um, I I just think that this, we really, uh, we're in king me, and David's not king yet, but we did, you know, we're we're kind of transferring from Saul to King David, and right. next week David actually is the king, so. Yes. Um, we're, it's we good to be focus. king. Well, it is, isn't it? And I just can't wait to be king. We can't sing that though. That's Disney. <laughs> That's what my so, kids would tell you. 
I do want to um, mention something, and I mean, I think this is very, very important. I got a, I got an, a text from Kevin Beal. Kevin Beal's What's up, uh, Kev. Kevin List has listened to every single minute of Grounded. From the very so Kevin get-go. continues to listen even when we start to ramble and just kind of go off the 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 rail tracks. The I'm assuming tracks, Kevin, you can let, let us know. But have you listened to every single minute of Grounded, or have you shut us off when Brandon's gone into his Bieber fever? I think Kevin needs a special prize. Maybe he does. Yeah, maybe he does. But anyway, here's the uh, here's he, he asked me earlier. We were actually podcasting, Kevin, when when you sent this to me, and he said, "Hey, can you pray for me this weekend?" I said, "Okay, what's going on?" And here's what he put. Me and a bunch of my friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, are doing street evangelism for gay pride this Saturday and fr- Friday and Saturday. Can you believe that? They're going to be down there in the midst of the wow of everything that's going on, and so um, I-, I hope you guys um, will pray for him, and um, because um, you know they're they're going to have to. They're they're going to be having a lot of uh, interaction with with what's going on. Absolutely, and um, I can't I can't even imagine. So, if you guys are listening today, can you give a prayer for Kevin and mm-hmm. some of his um, cohorts, brothers and sisters in Christ, who are going to be trying to witness to people who are marching and who are waving the rainbow flag? And uh, is it me or do you are you ready to take the flag back? Take the rainbow back. Rain, the rainbow has always been God's. It has been, and it and it's a sign of promise. It's it not is a, sign a promise. Of, sign of not a sign of pride. Not a sign. It was a sign of promise. It, it, isn't it funny how Satan has just duped even Christians? Oh, exactly. I, I can't imagine. I, I know Christians who march in these things. Yeah, who take part in these things. It's just detestable. It's yeah. just. I, I don't know. I gotta watch. I gotta watch my language. Right. I gotta watch my language. <laughs> right. It, it, but but here's and that's the thing is people are watching us. They're waiting to see how we're reacting. Exactly. Our kids are watching us, and so you know if we don't teach our kids um, yep. God's word, God's truth, then who's mm-hmm. going to? I, I saw this yesterday. Not that this is you know super on track with where we were, but I thought this is good. You know, we haven't talked about baseball a lot lately. Um. But Albert Pujols, this is a quote from Albert Pujols, just retired, didn't he? Um, I think yeah. finally. Yeah, finally. Um, he said, I've heard kids say that they want to be just like me when they grow up. They should know that I want to be just like Jesus. There you go. And that's what we all should strive for. Like if we're striving, you, you shouldn't have people wanting to be like you. You know, like the last thing people need to be is to be like Brandon. Um, I agree. But if they're they're striving to be like me because I'm striving to be like Jesus, exactly. then that's absolutely, you know, what I would – Exactly. exactly. I don't want them to be like me because I'm cool because I'm probably not. My kids would tell you that. I agree. You agree. My kids and Craig <laughs> would tell you that. But I love that. They should know that I want to be just like Jesus. And, and I think that's a good point. Yeah. Um, um, all fun aside that, you know, it, all of this, that's, 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 that's what we always need to do. We need to glorify him and be like him. And, and, and this is another dupe of Satan. And this is just, I, I don't want to get off on this, but with this month and everything else, that's a big argument is, well, Jesus ate with sinners. Jesus ate with tax collectors. Jesus loved people. We've got to love like Jesus loved. Yes, we do. Because guess what? Jesus lost his life. Exactly. For people. Our definition of love. Okay. I won't say that. God's definition of love and the world's definition of love are on opposite ends of the spectrum They're not even the, the world's same. definition of love says that i've got to accept you for who you are well guess what if i accept you for who you are then that's going to end up putting you in hell 
you know, and I, and not, and we've said it, it's not, I'm not saying that I'm perfect because I have sin in my life. No. You know, but I strive to put that sin behind me. I strive to, I, I repent when I sin. We're actually going to talk a lot about that this, this coming yeah. Sunday. Um, kind of got to pull the bandaid off again. Yep. I was kind of mellow last week. You so were, you were ready for this week. So, yeah, but don't let, don't Christians, don't, don't, don't entertain that when someone says, Oh, well, but, but I can't say anything to them because God is love and Jesus wants us to love each other and Jesus. <laughs> I think if you don't say anything, you actually hate that person. Exactly. It's the opposite of love. Because if you look at what God's word says about pride, mm-hmm. there's not one thing there's that is good, good about pride. Nope. In fact, he damns it. He mm-hmm. damns it. And um He said, I hate it. You read that verse last week. Yeah. I yeah. hate pride. And so any Christian that gets involved in this, I'm just gonna tell you something. You can be mad at me if you want. Yep. You've been mad at me before. You're not a Christian, you're not a follower of Christ. We're not on the same team. We ain't ever gonna be on the right. same team. Good luck on your journey. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you're yep. following. You've created and morphed your own God. Exactly. That's called an idol, folks. Exactly. That's an idol. Yeah. So you need to you need to grow up. Yep. You need to grow up, get in God's word, and stop listening to the White House, the government, the LGBTQ, the uh, and all the bogus words that you hear from the from the culture. Stop it. Just and honestly, stop it. be careful. Grow up. Be careful and quit listening to some of the. So-called ministers that you're listening yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for for they're certain, clout, they're murky in the water more than anybody. And, and, and you know that I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The world is the world to me, right? I, that, it is what it, it is. is. What it is. But yeah. it's Christians yeah. and it's those ministers that I'd like to yeah. get in a boxing ring with, and no holes bars, and let's just box the snot yep. out of each other until it's over. And uh, because yep. I, I just think at at some point you need to grow up and you need to read God's word. Stop. Stop. Twisting and turning the words mm-hmm. of God into something that they're not. Right. You need to study the Word of God. Show yourself approved. The Bible says. Right. Right. Uh, you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a half a dozen people or more, maybe maybe two dozen people that go to this church that need to show themselves approved. Yep. They've been coming here for a hundred years, and they just kind of go along to get along. Right. Stop right. it. Wow. Just stop it. They're old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Older than me. Right. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, pray for Kevin. Pray for his praying for your brother. Yep. Um, and we'll be praying for you. And um, you know, looking forward to hearing about that. Maybe we can have you on the podcast. You can talk about it with us sometime. So that would be awesome. Um, just to let you guys know, uh, this coming Sunday is, uh, the third week of King Me, and, uh, we're going to be looking at another small segment of David's life, and I hope and pray you guys will be here. Hope you guys make time to get here, even if you're having troubles in your life, make sure that, that you get here. Yep. Um, this week again, uh, as of last, even as of yesterday, uh, we are highlighting, our ministry highlight is Upward. Great, uh, thing. We want you to come by the Upward Welcome Soccer is right around the corner. Exactly. And um, I think they're going to let me play in the third and fourth grade division this year. No, that'd be awesome. They said I met the height requirement, so I was like, "You'll be the shortest guy." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you got, if you have any questions, you want to get more information, how you can help uh, support, uh, just go by the the ministry highlight table in the welcome center. And don't forget, this coming Sunday is the last Sunday for to bring your baby bottles in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you forget, we can take them. After we can, that, we can. But if you can, go ahead and get them to us. That way, we've got an accurate um, count there, and yep. it's gonna be good. Supports New Path Pregnancy Resource Center. And then we have Campfire Conversations held on Friday, June 30th. This is an event for women 18 years and older. You're going to meet around the RCC Fire Pit at 6 p.m. And um, if you'd like to attend that, you can go. You can sign up at richwood.church forward slash women. There is child care. Another women's thing's coming up. You know what it is? Women of Worth. Women of Worth. Meeting at the Richwood Park. I just announced Park. it. I should know that. Yeah. But. On July 8th. That's like eight days apart. 
these yeah. events. Anyway, that's at 10 a.m., and there's going to be fellowship. You can sign up again at richwood.church forward slash women uh, to let Dana Warks know that you're going to be joining um, joining along with her. So. Yep. And then Vacation Bible School. Linda was in here working on costumes. and I got my costume. Good. I'm Daniel. Really? Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm hoping to bring a real-life lion in. You got the graphic out here. Right? You can make it. Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's July 10th through the 14th, 5.30 to 7.30. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of that, you know, let us know. And um, also, I just wanted to let you know, now that school has ended, um, our children's ministry department needs temporary volunteers for Sunday morning to help them get through the summer months uh, when kind of the regular schedule volunteers are taking time off for, like we talked about, to travel or to camp or to visit family. If you can help out with this, can you email childrensministryrcc at gmail.com? That's childrensministryrcc at gmail.com, or you can stop by the Children's Ministry Welcome Desk for for more information to how you can get on the sub list and how you can help volunteer. So that that would be great. And also, guess what else is this Sunday? you have any idea? This Sunday is Father's Day. It is. It is. Did you get me anything? Are you my dad? No. Okay. So uh happy Father's Day to all of our dads. Happy Father's yes. Day to my dad and happy Father's Day to all you dads. Hope you guys come bring um hope you guys celebrate good. Mm-hmm. I th- I feel like Father's Day is not quite like Mother's Day. It's not. I feel like Father's Day is kind of like you get a dinner, you get a lunch and it's over. But Mother's Day is this big grand all day thing. It's like flowers and baskets and food and foot rubs and you know, massages and whatever else. Yeah, I don't know what family you're living in, but it's I, not your family? I feel like, no, I feel like Allie got, I feel like she gets, you know, I don't know. She gets duped. Well, when I was talking about marriage, a couple of people talked about marriage yesterday. She was one of them, so. <laughs> exactly. She was like back there, like shaking her head probably, but no, I mean, I'm, I am a blessed man. I got hosed I to, on Mother's Day. I, I am a blessed man. I, I will have to say that. I, I, Went and purchased my Father's Day present at the beginning of the week. Nice. What did you get? I got a Pit Boss pellet smoker. Oh, nice. Um, Pellet grill smoker. We've had... I'm sure I'll get a a Snapchat from you and be like, hey, you and Anita should have come over to eat and you already finished dinner two hours ago. Exactly. That's like the uninvite, bro. Did you know that? I'm sorry. We do have to have you up. We've had a couple of meals on it. It's pretty good. Allie did tell me yesterday, she was like, I'm going to be mad. If you quit using your Blackstone altogether, I'm like, well, there's certain things I can't do on. If this. you quit using that, just toss that over just, to me just and I'll give it to you. It. Yeah, that, yeah. Let's see if you're not using it. Why yeah. not? Oh, I'm using it. I think I may have to use it tonight just so she doesn't get mad at me. I don't know what we're having yet, but it's like, uh, let's do it on the Blackstone because. Yeah, I actually need to get one. Yes, you do. Now would probably be a good time to look for Father's Day sales. Think there? Do you think there's Father's Day sales? Oh, absolutely. This is the time they put grills on sale. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I got mine on sale. You have to season that thing, right? The Blackstone? Yeah. I'll season it for you. Yeah, you do. I'll come over and help you. Perfect. It's not that hard. Just time. 
time, time consuming, but it's not that bad. It, but once it's once it's done, it's once done. it's done, it's Perfect. done. I mean, there are people like I'm on these forums where they go back and reseason it, and it's like if you keep it well, like I keep it on in my garage, so it doesn't get you know the weather on it or anything. So yeah. I have I've had mine for like three plus years, four years now, three years yeah. I think, three, two or three. Anyways, I haven't had to season it one bit. And yours has the air fryer, the microwave. It has the uh, little um, things that pop out and like right. batter all the things that you want battered, right? You got you got the deluxe model. I do, and I kind of wish I wouldn't have. Really? Why? I we don't use the air fryer. Okay. Like we do, but we've got an air fryer inside that works better than the air fryer, and then you got to stretch an extension cord and plug it in, and it's just easier to use the re- regular air fryer. Um, but the Blackstone works great. That's awesome. Yep. I do like uh, I do like watching your uh, vegetables and um, sausage grill up on that. That's nice. It's like being at the Mongolian Grill. Exactly. It kind of is. That's what yeah. Allie was like. We've got to figure out some more sauce options when we do that because we love that, you know, doing either chicken or shrimp or sausage or all with, mm-hmm. you know, vegetables, broccoli, I usually don't use sauce. Really? We don't either. We just normally season it. But there's something about Mongolian with putting the sauce on and letting that caramelize mm-hmm. and ought to crack an egg into it just like they do. You know, truthfully, you should, because I've thought about that. I've thought mm-hmm. about if I had a Blackstone, I would actually do an egg in there with that. Because well, it's it's almost like a scrambled egg, right? Yeah, uh, it is. It is. Yeah. One of the things that we love to do is chicken fried rice. It's, I wonder if Kevin's still listening. Just asking. He's the only one. <laughs> exactly. But we're making him hungry now. <laughs> exactly, right. So anyway, so chicken happy Father's rice. Day. Happy yes. Father's Day to my dad. Happy Father's Day to you. Um, Thank you. You too. Happy I mean, Father's technically Day to we Willie get to too. work, so. Yeah, well, that's true. We get yeah. to work on Father's Day. That's right. You say Happy Father's Day to Willie? Yeah. Willie. You know, your dad. My dad. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. So, um, anything else? Oh, goodness. I don't think so. Just to let you know, there is no prayer night tomorrow night. Correct. So, just so you guys will know that, we're going to reboot that back up in September. So, get ready for that. So, just wanted to let you all know that. Good deal. Yeah. So, hope you have a good week. Thank you. I hope you have a good week and everybody else out there in podcast land. See ya.